Hello, Mama. Welcome to Reaching Abundant. In pursuit of normalizing the challenges that we all face and the conversations around where motherhood, money, and mindset meet, today is all about the many facets of decluttering. There are so many ways to declutter your life. Whether we talk about digital decluttering, like unsubscribing from emails, deleting excess apps, or adjusting your notifications so you don't feel distracted and bombarded all day, or whether we talk about decluttering toxic friendships and relationships. There are so many directions decluttering can take, but today we're talking physical decluttering of kids' toy rooms, garages, kitchens, and living spaces. Today, I'm talking with declutter coach Kiera Malowitz, who helps overwhelmed moms with overstuffed homes sort through the mess and get organized. She's all too familiar with hoarding tendencies and compassionately coaches her clients through the process of deciding what to get rid of and what to keep and patiently teaches how to get what you want to keep organized and stay that way. I find her to be a great resource because she knows the best donation spots, which organizations accept certain types of items, where to buy bins and baskets for the best price, and even which collectibles and antiques are actually valuable and what to do with them. My favorite thing about her, though, she is a very money-minded mama as far as her own family budget and financial plan, but also exhibits cost and value consciousness for her customers. While we're on the subject, there's one bit of clutter that I never mind. My kids can't ever have enough books, especially age-appropriate books about money. Even if you aren't feeling money-savvy, you can gently introduce money and basic financial concepts to your kids during story time. I've put together a list of kids' books about money divided into age groups just for you. Download the free list complete with links so you can easily toss them in your Amazon cart at happyhealthyabundance.net slash kidsmoneybooks. Again, grab it for free at happyhealthyabundance.net slash kidsmoneybooks, K-I-D-S-M-O-N-E-Y-B-O-O-K-S. Welcome to the Reaching Abundance podcast, where your host, Virginia Elder, shares helpful guidance for moms around positive mindset, creating simplicity, practicing true self-care, and most of all, money management. Her financial journey toward a better life blossomed into an insatiable desire for overall happiness and abundance. Hang out with her right here each week while she ditches the taboos around women and money, shares resources, educates, and financially empowers all the mamas. Today we have declutter coach 
and owner of DFW Decluttered, Kira Malowitz. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Kira. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited to talk with you. Me too. I was so excited when you asked me to be a part of your podcast. I thought, oh, really? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) please let me talk. (laughs) Absolutely. What you do and what I do parallel. And any mom out there who's attempting to create abundance in her life, simplicity and decluttering can really help with mindset and finding clarity as far as finances, calmness in the home. It really lets you focus on the things that matter. So once you have that decluttered life and decluttered home, and if you're a business owner, decluttered business, it really allows you to then focus on things that matter, like your family and your finances and just living your best life just enjoying that time with your family. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing, even for me, of course, we went through our own financial journey, but through that, the goals became more than, oh, I need to get debt free or I need to get my finances in order. It became, I want time freedom and I want simplicity and I want clarity in my life so that when we are together, we're not out running errands and getting people to school and soccer and everything. But when we're home, we can really be present and home and feel that level of togetherness that we're looking for. So yeah, go ahead and share with us, you know, okay, you got simplicity and organization are great benefits of decluttering. What are some other benefits? Well, it allows you to be more organized. And honestly, as a mom, you know, every mom has a lot going on, whether you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom or both, right? A hybrid, you are busy. And so when you live a decluttered, more simplified life, you're more organized and that allows you to feel more in control, right? As a mom, you don't even have to be like a control freak. (laughs) It just allows us to have control over our home so that the kids can run about and enjoy themselves. And we're not worried about them getting hurt or our finances or, you know, just because we have some control. It's something that you can definitely control. Right. So that speaks to my heart. I've openly said before, I may have some control issues. (laughs) (laughs) So we get each other and we align. And I think a lot of moms do because there is a certain level of control you kind of have to have over the household for it to run efficiently for people to get to their events on time, for dad to get to work on time, for you to get to work on time. All of these things rely on some level of time management, organization, simplicity, clarity, all these things go together. Right. And then you've got a calendar. You've learned to only do the things that matter. You are not tripping over things in your house. Yes. So it just allows every member of the family to function better. Mm -hmm. Even having a decluttered toy area for the kids, they play better, they interact better. So there's just so many benefits. I could go room by room, literally, and name the benefits (laughs) of having a decluttered space. But overall, it helps us as moms feel more in control of what's happening because motherhood, you're really not in control, right? (laughs) So we do the best we can to guide our kids, but living a decluttered and simplistic life allows you to focus on 
the things that matter. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And as you know, this show focuses on busy moms, which is perfect because that's both of us. Yes. So what do you think is the thing you see most for moms in regards to clutter? What do you think is like the most common issue? For busy moms specifically, they are struggling with how much stuff their kids have. That's number one, because we put our kids first. Mm -hmm. So they're struggling with how much they have. And we're frustrated because we're constantly picking it up and can't understand why our kids can't pick it up. (laughs) And, you know, one of the things I always tell my clients is if your kids are struggling with cleaning up their toys or cleaning up their toy area, or if you're struggling, imagine how they feel. Yes. So if you're struggling with it, it's 10 times amplified, no matter the age. Right. So a lot of people have a playroom. I'm all about a playroom, but maybe there's a toy rotation system that you could put into place. Some moms struggle with how much food to buy, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if your kids are eating you out of the house, right? Right. But what people have to think about is, well, but how much space do you have to store that food? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise we end up throwing a lot of food away. So there's a lot of things that become wasteful to a point. Mm -hmm. And I think as moms, we struggle with that. We struggle with throwing away something that we spent money on, you know, whether it's food or toys or whatever it may be. Right. And I've seen some of the before and after pics of yours on either your Instagram or your website are amazing. I'm sure people go through a balance of getting rid of some things and then just organizing some other things. And yeah, that is a constant struggle for moms. Do you have any advice in regards to that clutter that we face the most? Less is more. (laughs) There you go. It's very simple, but regardless of what part of your life, what area of your home you're trying to attack, trying to address, Mm -hmm. less is more. Yeah. That is literally my best advice. I could go into detail again. Less toys, more love with the kids. They will enjoy their toys more when they have less to play with. Just being more conscious of the things that come into the home. Yeah. There was definitely a time for me even that I experienced through our financial journey where it was like this mix of, okay, I need to simplify my life. I want to declutter. I want to sell some of this stuff so I can get some cash They'll turn around and help me pay off my debt. I've gone through this with clients. I'm sure you have too. So let's talk about how decluttering pairs with your personal finances. Oh, lots of ways. (laughs) (laughs) I know this is like my favorite. Yeah, one is when you're more conscious about what's coming into the house, you're going to spend less. So Amazon Prime is a gift for moms, really and truly. But we have to be very aware of what we're bringing into the house. So when we order things, we have to already have things that are going to be going out of the house. Because the whole idea of what I do is I help people declutter and I help people get organized, but there's a system to it, you know, and it's, although we're all in similar positions, every system is a little bit different. It's Mm -hmm. what works best for you. So when we're tying it in with the finances, don't buy yes. buy that one click, right? Right. For Amazon Prime. For the kids' schoolwork. Obviously, we can't control what comes in for their schoolwork. And we want to encourage our, you know, especially if you have creative kids, we want to encourage that. Yeah. But you need to have a system of how to stay on top of that and how much they're using. How many, you know, are we throwing away the crayons when they unwrap them or can they still use them? Kind of thing. You know, it's silly stuff like that. But 
because kids are, you know, relentless. They don't really care. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> they just want to play. Right. When you go through that sorting process and you figure out what you don't want to keep anymore, that's where you decide mm-hmm. it's different for every person. But unless you're having a garage sale, I usually say $10 and under donate anything above $10. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're good at selling on Facebook Marketplace or even eBay, which takes a little more time, but depending on what you have, then go for it because there's nothing wrong with needing that cash. It does help pay down debt. Right. Similar to you, Virginia, I didn't necessarily have a ton of debt, but we had bills and my husband had lost his job and my income at the time for what I was doing was not going to be enough to support my family of five. So I was constantly decluttering and selling things online and that's what got us through. And then you get to a point where you've have such a decluttered home and you're so aware of what's in the home and what's coming in the home that you're not wasting as much money. Yes. I think that was a huge mindset shift that I was able to see. And it was like a trigger, like, oh my gosh, I want to help people recognize this. When anybody is struggling with the budget and we're talking about bills and we're trying to get them all organized with their finances, that's the perfect awareness practice, I think, to go through is to pick a closet. I like your advice, actually, by the way, that's on your website, in one of your videos, you talk about one of the first steps to decluttering, declutter something that's visual. Yeah. So maybe there's a little bookcase that's out, you know, pick that first, Mm -hmm. declutter it. The things that you're getting rid of that you're selling actually make you look at those items and think, okay, this was 10 bucks. This was 30 bucks. This was 40 bucks what value do these have to me now? And look at that money that I wasted and now I'm going to sell them and maybe get half of what I paid for them. And it's just not a valuable practice to overbuy junk essentially is what it comes out to be. So when you're about to click that buy button or when you're at the store and you're about to put something in your cart, sure, it's beautiful. It's the perfect color. It's this, whatever it is that you are in love with in that moment. I want to encourage all the moms out there to just hold on one sec and think about in six months, am I still going to love this? Right. And that was a huge shift for me. Right. Yeah. We usually try to make a running list at the beginning of the month. Mm -hmm. We go through our budget and we try to think about all the things that we could end up needing. Just because you mentioned the grocery store, I keep a granola bar in my purse so that I eat it before I go in. Yes. Because as a busy mom, I'm running around. And so I kind of squeeze in that trip to Costco or, and I am going to eat this granola bar. So I don't walk into the store hungry because otherwise I will buy more than what is on my list. Yes. So it's just being conscious of that. (laughs) Yeah. I do the same thing, actually. That's perfect. Anytime I'm going to the store, I make sure I eat before I go or like in the car. Right. Just so that I don't buy everything that I see that looks yummy. Right. The one thing I will say in thinking about what you said earlier about what moms really struggle with Mm -hmm. is the guilt factor. Mm. So when you're going through your items and, you know, whether you're walking room to room or there's one room you want to address and you just visually pull first what you know you do not need and you do not want in this room anymore. Yes. There is a price to what you paid for that and it may not be the price you're going to get back. 
Right. But the amount of stress that you let go of by letting go of those items, mm-hmm. it takes that guilt away. It does. Because a lot of people hang on to things because they're worried about losing out on the value of what they paid, mm-hmm. but you're actually paying more by keeping it because it's causing so much stress mm-hmm. and, and guilt and that feeling of being overwhelmed. Yeah. There's the concept of what's called a sunk cost. Mm-hmm. Like when did you buy that shelf? Like two years ago? Okay, sure. Maybe it was really nice and expensive and you were in love with it, but now it's time to go. It doesn't match. You don't like it anymore. Maybe it's broken, whatever it is. And you've just been hanging on to it because of the money you spent. Right. But the money's already spent. It's done. There's no use in Mm -hmm. continuing to kind of hold on. Right. And if you're struggling with it, I always recommend to my clients, I tell them, you know, whether it's hiring me or having Mm -hmm. a friend come over, not your husband or spouse. Right. Okay. Right. (laughs) Get an outside party. Exactly. But a a friend who's going to be honest with you, who you won't get mad at for being honest with you. Right. (laughs) So like a really good friend, have them come over and tell you if you have a pile of things you're struggling with, they'll give you really good insight. And it always helps to hear it from someone else outside the home. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've been wanting to get rid of something and my decision is made. And my husband's like, oh, but wait, why? why?" And I have to go through my whole thought process and like explain myself. And it frustrates me. I'm like... Never mind. I'm just doing it. <laughs> yeah. Can I just make the decision? Right. Yes, yes. I already made the decision. You want to let it go and then you have to think through it again. Well, and that's the other thing I always tell people is focus on your own stuff. Don't worry about your spouse's stuff. Mm. Because if you focus on your own stuff and if you have small children, you can focus on their stuff because up until about eight or nine, it's really hard for them to make those decisions themselves. Yes. And so... I say, focus on your own stuff, focus on those young kids. That gives you control over a lot of things in the house, right? Mm -hmm. The other half of your home, that will come. It just takes time. And honestly, if your spouse sees how much better you feel and how you're able to focus Mm -hmm. more on playing with the kids, or maybe you like to cook and you never get to cook. So you're suddenly making more homemade meals. Your significant other is going to take notice of these things and be like, what's happened? And then maybe they'll feel motivated. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes it could take a really long time. It just depends on the individual. But it's kind of that old saying, lead by example. Yes. And the whole thing, like focus is contagious. Yes. He sees you cleaning out your closet or whatever. He might be like, what are you doing? I thought you love your clothes. Why are you getting rid of this stuff? So the focus is contagious. So he might wait a couple weeks and then he might start looking at his pile of t-shirts or whatever it is. It's kind of like planting the seed. Yes. You have to wait, let it grow, and he might come around. So that is a way to do this and make progress in the household without starting a fight about, well, I'm doing this, so you need to declutter your closet too. Yeah. Because that's not going to go over well. I wouldn't even, if I've organized a bookcase, I don't tell him. I don't share. I know they like to share, right? (laughs) But I will say he notices when he finally needs something out of that bookcase exactly. and he's like, oh, look at this. Yeah. You know, what happened this here? This looks so nice. And then he feels kind of bad, like, oh, maybe I should go organize something of mine. Yeah. When someone declutters, let's talk about how that changes their money mindset. We've touched on it a little mm-hmm. bit already, but 
maybe tell me some other things that you've noticed. Well, when I focused on decluttering, I am much mm-hmm. more aware of the money I'm spending, mm-hmm. especially like if we follow you, Virginia, right? We have a budget. right? <laughs> so I know how much, cause I track all my expenses. So I know how much I'm spending on say gifts, whether it's for my kids or other kids, mm-hmm. how much I'm spending for Christmas or Hanukkah every year, you know, how much I need to save for different events or different things we need to do around the house. Right. It also establishes sort of like the savings plan suddenly. We're like, oh, we actually yeah. want to pay upfront for something. It's not something we have to do right this second, but now we can pay ahead. Right. And so it really shifts how you think about money. A good example is, and I'll use my husband and I as an example, when we met, he was paying his bills, like he'd get his paycheck And he'd pay all his bills from that month because he was only paid monthly at the time. And when we combined our incomes, I said, well, I want whatever we make in September, I want that to pay for October. So we have to get there. Like we have to take that step. So it's kind of the same thing with decluttering, right? You're going through and you're shifting the mindset in the house. You're clearing out that clutter And then you're able to think through, okay, what am I going to need next month? Mm -hmm. I just got rid of all this stuff or I threw out all this bad food or, okay, I've cleaned out my kids' toys because they have Christmas coming or a birthday coming. Exactly. So it changes what your habits are and how you think about money and you start planning. Mm -hmm. I love that. And by the way, Christmas is coming. So (laughs) I have my, I have been saving since January. (laughs) Perfect. That's awesome. I hope so many mamas that listen have. Well, you put the reminder out. I know. I do. Yeah, (laughs) I do. When you go back and remind us, I go back and say, okay, how much do I have towards Christmas right now? And we also, in my house, we do Hanukkah as well. So how much do I have for both holidays? Yes. So I have to be very aware of it. Do like a check-in to see, okay, we've made it, you know, since January or maybe they started all this in June. Okay. From June till now, how are we doing? Are we halfway there to our savings? But yeah, what you brought up is a great point. Right now is a great time to pick one thing to start with. Mm -hmm. Keep it easy. Don't stress Mm -hmm. out and go ahead and declutter and sell or get rid of something Mm -hmm. with the thought in mind. Okay. The holidays are coming. We're going to be A, spending money on gifts and B, probably receiving gifts. Mm -hmm. What are some things that I want to remove from my space so that there's room for joy and new presence and new things? I love that. And I think it's really key to start thinking about that now, like in October. Yes. Because I know as an organizer, my busiest months, everybody thinks spring, right? Spring cleaning. No, I'm the busiest in November, December. Mm -hmm. But a lot of my clients are focused on like their decor. They want to buy new decor. So we need to let go of old decor. And so when you shift that mindset though, Mm. then they're like, okay, well, maybe I don't actually need as much new decor as I thought. Or, okay, now that it's organized and I see everything I have, I don't really need to spend the money. So it does allow for that shift. But the gift giving season, I mean, we love to give gifts and we love to get gifts. Mm. And so the key is just to be aware of your budget and think through the space that you have for what you want. Mm -hmm. I like that. What about for the kids when the kids want a new toy 
Do you have any rules in your home or anything that you want to share with moms about like the playroom, but they want something new? So do you encourage Mm -hmm. them every so often to go through their own toys and kind of start to guide them along these lines of thinking or? Yes. So my kids get an allowance and they get the number of dollars for how old they are. So I have two six-year-olds or twins. So they each get $6. Well, they were getting five. They just turned six. <laughs> so, so, so you I get a raise. I haven't, I haven't technically told them they're getting six, but <laughs> because it's also about forming habits. So, you know, yes. there's a whole nother thing in there. So they get six and my daughter who's 10 gets 10. But if they don't do their chores, they're expected to do their chores allowance or not. But if they don't do their chores, Mm. they get money knocked off or they don't get it at all. You know, they have certain things they like to Mm -hmm. save for that they've asked for. Like my boys, they're six, right? So they like to go to five below. Uh I don't love bringing that kind of clutter into the house, but this is something that they love. Mm -hmm. So for them... They're too young to make those decisions, in my opinion, about what to let go of and what to keep. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, when I go into their room and I declutter and organize, which I do every now and then, right? Because it's good to stay on top of stuff that's coming in. And they actually just had a birthday, so I had to go and do all that um, (laughs) so that we could bring in the new. They come home from school and they're like, mom, thank you so much. Because it's so much less overwhelming for them, Mm -hmm. you know? And then they're like, playing with their train tracks that they've had all along, by the way, but they didn't realize they had them because they were maybe, you know, stuck in a closet or put aside because I do do a toy rotation. Right. But the whole money mindset, like they are, you know, right now with the six-year-olds, we're just trying to teach them how to count their money. And wonderful when we go to the store, what that five, six dollars equates to and really five below is like the only place I can take them or the dollar section of Target, right? (laughs) Right. But then with the 10-year-old, she is a saver. So with her, we do put any birthday money, by the way, goes straight to college savings. If my children choose to not go to college, that's fine. But this is for a trade or some sort of schooling Mm -hmm. that they will have down the line. Wonderful. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, they don't love it. And maybe when they're teenagers, I'll tweak it where we maybe put 20%. So if they get $50 from their grandfather, they put 20% in savings and the rest they can spend, right? Because they're a teenager. Yeah, all this is flexible. And I think that's like the beauty of it. But you're setting them up for success by creating these loose rules already right now. Yes. And habits, you know, just kind of thinking through what they need to do. So for the 10-year-old, she is saving. She loves to buy large Lego sets. They're expensive, (laughs) usually a one to $200. So she saves. Her latest thing right now is she hasn't decided, but she either wants an iPad or a computer because she does not have either in this house, but she's saving for herself. And I will tell you, you know, as we approach the holiday season, Sometimes I say, well, Santa may chip in Mm -hmm. half (laughs) and if you save that much. So she works really hard so that she can save her money and have that goal. You know, but again, it's just about making them understand about the money and how to count it and what it means and the transaction of spending, saving. I think you're just right on target. I have an extensive article on my site about exactly this. I think I remember reading it a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) See, there you go. And I thought, oh, I may be on track here. (laughs) You are. You totally are. It's all about, like you said, with the younger ones, establishing these habits and behaviors 
whether it be decluttering or saving some, spending some, just getting the practice of counting and making a transaction and learning that, oh, I have to trade something to get this toy. And it creates that understanding of value for them. And then the older ones, of course, as you get older, your toys get more expensive. She is going to continue to grow the savings muscles and get a deeper understanding of the transaction. So I really, I think you're doing a really good job there. I don't think you needed my approval, but. (laughs) It's still nice to have it though. So. (laughs) Hey mama. At this point, I think we're on the same page. We both want our kids to grow up way more financially savvy than we did. Let's be real. Teaching kids about money using cash is necessary, but to prevent them from suffering the same money issues we have, they need practice using apps and plastic, which is where FamZoo comes in. For a few months now, my family's been using FamZoo, an app connected with prepaid cards, one for each family member, where we have all the parental control to pay allowance, gift cash, split earnings between spending and savings, monitor balances and transactions, track savings goals, teach budgeting, and so much more. The kids think it's so cool to look at their own balances through the app and use their own card when making purchases. The card's funds are FDIC insured and the cardholders are protected by MasterCard's zero liability policy against unauthorized purchases. Check out all the ways FamZoo can help boost financial literacy for your little ones by clicking the affiliate link at reachingabundance.com. I'm trying to run my household as best I can, like we all are, right? We all are, yes. And I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means when it comes to the money with the kids, but I try. I think that's all moms, right? Like we all are very aware that we're not perfect. I don't think there's a mom out there that would say she is, (laughs) (laughs) but that's the thing. Like we're all trying. And I think just gaining like some level of consciousness of just trying on the money thing, on the clutter thing, on all these different facets of motherhood. If you're aware of this stuff and you're trying, you're doing really well. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of my clients, I don't disclose who they are. You don't ever see me take pictures of me and the mom that I'm working with right? because they're embarrassed. Right. And they are kind of like, I don't understand. I can't believe I need help doing this, but I will tell you by the end, they're like, okay, I totally get why I needed help doing this. Because part of why I say I'm a declutter coach, not just a professional organizer is because I really do try to leave my clients with long-term tips to not just help them maintain the space that I help them with, but transfer that to other areas of the house, Mm -hmm. whether it be their finances or their kitchen or whatever it may be. Right. So many things in our lives are connected and intertwined. It's very common for some of us to be experiencing a cycle or habit or behavior in one area of life. And maybe that becomes obvious. And as we're addressing that, so maybe it's clutter, right? So maybe Mm -hmm. I contact you and I'm like, my pantry is a disaster. I can't find anything. I'm super frustrated. Help. And as we're working through that and you're teaching me some of the decluttering tips and where to get awesome containers and how to keep organized, maybe something else is triggered. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing in a different area of my life. Right, exactly. All these things are intertwined with each other. 
And that's also why I do talk about money a lot, but that's not the only thing I talk about because I've seen some of the same habits and behaviors when it comes to nutrition or fitness yes. or organization and they all connect. Yes. So there's always work to be done, things to be aware of. You're right that it's all intertwined. And I know for me, I like to share about my personal journey, just where I found decluttering and organizing. It was kind of like my therapy. I needed that, (laughs) but it opened up a whole new world. I was able to spend more time with my daughter. And then, you know, we got pregnant with Mm -hmm. the twins and it allowed us to move closer to my parents. And so many things happened for us because I was able to focus on it. And I think a lot of times our homes and all the things that we have in our homes, it just weighs us down. I mean, we love our beautiful homes and we love the stuff we have, but it's just sometimes it's that added weight and it's intertwined with our finances and with how we're feeling and our health and all the things you mentioned. So it's all connected. (laughs) Right, exactly. So that's where it's like, you know, to create that abundant life and the abundant feeling that you want in your home, maybe you start by addressing in a, a certain area mm-hmm. and don't be surprised if you notice that same pattern somewhere else in your life. We all go through that. That's very common, very normal. And so since you mentioned about your own personal journey, you've broken a pattern of generational hoarding. Yes. So what else are you modeling and teaching for your kids? Just to comment on the hoarding, my father is a hoarder. He is alive and well and is a hoarder. He tries to address it, but he needs support, you know, not just from me, but outside help. Mm -hmm. Ironically, marrying my husband, His mother, my best mother-in-law in in the world has since passed, but she was a hoarder. So it wasn't just like me breaking those generational Mm -hmm. tendencies, but also my husband and I figuring this out together, which is not easy when you're trying to figure it out for yourself, right? Right. (laughs) But when it comes to other things that we've tried to not just break the mold of what we've been taught is mm-hmm. to be aware of our finances. My husband and I are very in sync. And I know that's unusual in a marriage, but we are very in sync when it comes to money. He always jokes that I'm the CEO and the CFO of this house, <laughs> let alone that I run a business, right? But, right? but he jokes about it, but he's very aware of what's going on with our money because mm-hmm. we make the decisions together. And there's a level of trust, right? If he spends money on something for one of the kids when he's out, he hardly ever buys anything, right? Exactly. So I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> It wasn't in the budget, but it wasn't that expensive. I'll let that $6 go, right? (laughs) Right. That'll be me not treating myself to Starbucks, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love that you guys are so on the same page. There are plenty of couples that I know that are opposites. Yes. And so they have that challenge to overcome, but I'm sure there's still challenges when you are in sync, as you would say. Yes, there are still challenges. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) We sometimes it's just that agree to disagree. But things that we try with our children is we're not necessarily focused on teaching them to let things go when it comes to Mm -hmm. the decluttering, because I do still feel like they're young and But what we focus on more is the different donation places in the area. Like, how can we help other people? 
When we have a garage sale, my daughter loves to have a lemonade stand. She's learning about money. There's a lot of work that goes into it. I mean, she's making (laughs) the cookies. Usually she doesn't just buy them, you know, she's like, oh, this is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, well, a garage sale is a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You know, come on with us. Right. So there's things like that, that we try to incorporate into what we're teaching our kids. So I wouldn't say they care as much about the decluttering, right? Because mm-hmm. in their mind, that's, you know, oh, we're taking toys away. Yeah. They don't even notice right. when I'm doing a toy rotation or when I declutter because I'm not going to ever take away their favorite things. Right. But they appreciate that we make it much more simplified for them to where they're not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. what we try to emphasize with them is keep it simple you know, my daughter, do you want an iPad or a computer? Let's weigh the reasons to why Mm. and see what's happening in sixth grade, right? Thinking forward. We don't have that answer yet, but it doesn't matter. She's saving, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a goal. And it's just kind of that forward thinking, keeping it simple. That's the kind of stuff that we really try to focus on. I think that's so important. And that can transfer into any area of their life. If they're able to think ahead or like your daughter, like, okay, let me do some research on an iPad versus a computer. Like, which do I think Mm -hmm. I'll appreciate the features better? And just some of that research and thought and awareness. And I think all of those are just such strong keys to share with your kids. Well, and also thinking about other people, like even though we go off and we may sell things, right? Because we Mm -hmm. need the cash the people who are buying it appreciate that we're selling something that's like new and in good condition that they need and they're getting a great price on it. And then donating, I mean, that's, that opens up a whole new world of the various organizations in the area and helping them understand how it helps different people. Because we're not all, you know, we're very blessed and we're not all as blessed. Yes, Yes. It's been really important to teach them how important it is to be aware of what we have for our personal financial goals while also helping other people. Perfect. (laughs) The other thing I'm thinking about along those same lines is that when we have decluttered and my kids ask a question about, well, why are we getting rid of that? Or where's this going? Or mommy, you don't want this anymore. You know, just different little questions because my kids are young too. And I've been able to just share, you know what, we had it and we loved it while we had it. But I think now it's time for another family to be able to use this. Don't you think they'll love to have this? And if you are able to phrase it in those ways to your kids, they're able to start to think, oh, somebody else could use this. And it's like you said, I'm never going to get rid of their favorite thing. Right. But I do ask them when I am going through their room. Right. Like, well, you haven't played with this in a long time. Do you still like this? Do you still want this? And sometimes it's a yes and sometimes it's a no. And it's been helpful for them just to see Mm -hmm. that sometimes mom goes through my stuff and declutters it. And I have a say in whether something goes out the door. Yeah. But I also can volunteer for something to be gotten rid of because I know Christmas is coming. And we just kind of talk openly about that. Well, and also it helps them with that decision-making process. With my kids also probably having that hoarding tendency, it is sort of like it can be passed down and 
So I may make the decisions for my six-year-olds, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting it out of the house right away. I wait and see, like, are they coming back and asking for things? And a good yes. way to know what they don't care about is what you don't see that they're playing with. Yes. So in fact, I just did a toy room and we had a ton of toys that her son wasn't playing with, but it's because he had so much. And so right. we we took the things that we knew were broken or missing pieces or toys and we let those go. But the other things that we thought, oh, maybe he will play with them now that he sees them, we set up a toy rotation, you know, so maybe things are out of reach, out of sight, but then the other toys that we know he loves. So he doesn't come home and think, where did all my stuff go? Right. Right. And you know, your kids best, you have to do what works best for your kids. Like I would never go in my 10 year old's room and take anything out without her being there with me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That might cause a household war that we weren't anticipating. Yes. (laughs) So you're balancing three kids, marriage, you're running your own business Mm -hmm. for the moms out there that are thinking like, geez, how, how does she do it all? Like I'm failing at everything because I can't do all of that. A, that's not true, but let's share with them how do you find mommy time? How do you find me time? And what do you like to do? So the way I find it is I ask for help. Mm. And I'm going to use just last night as an example. I was feeling kind of fat, right? I was like frumpy and gross. I've gained weight this year with COVID. And I'm like, I just want to go out for a walk. Right. I need to get out of the house. The kids are fed. My husband was, you know, here, but working. And Mm. so I knocked on the door and I said, I've got to go for a walk. I need a break. I got to get out of the house. I need just to get some exercise to feel better. Yeah, We can't all afford to outsource everything. I understand that, but you know, maybe a friend can help or, you know, uh, a teenage kid who can mow your lawn or, you know what I mean? There's just so many things, but the key is to ask for help. Mm. And that's really how I find my time. So I do like to go for walks. Sometimes if I can time it at the same time that my best friend who doesn't live in this area, Uh we talk, that's our talking time to catch up and gab, right? Yeah. (laughs) I do like to read. Uh, I will say I tend to start reading late at night and I only get about two pages in because I fall asleep. (laughs) I'm so guilty of that too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Those are the things that I really enjoy doing is I love to read. I love to exercise on the days that I'm off, because my job can be very physical. So on the days Mm -hmm. that I'm off, I love to exercise and get walks here and there. I love to talk to my girlfriends and not just via text, but actually on the phone. Those are the things that I know that I need to keep my mental sanity. I think as a busy mom, we just have to find the things that we really enjoy doing outside the home or even inside the home. Sometimes I want to just have it quiet in the house. Mm -hmm. And so... I'll negotiate with my husband, like, can you take both boys to Lowe's when you go, you know, like, (laughs) and, and then I have to force myself to not do laundry while he's gone or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Take your alone time for what it is and try not to fill it with another chore. Exactly. Well, and last but not least share with all the moms where they can connect with you, where they can find you. So my business's name is DFW Decluttered past tense. That's the goal, right? Is to get there. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook and it's DFW decluttered. Mm -hmm. And then I do offer a free onsite consultation for those people in the area. I also will do it via FaceTime or Zoom, Mm -hmm. especially for those who are further away because I do virtual organizing, not just in person, Mm hands-on. So I do hands-on, but I also do virtual. 
Yeah. And was the virtual decluttering, I think you did that even before the pandemic, right? That wasn't... Yeah, I did a little bit of it. I didn't really focus on that as much, but I did do that for people who would find me and want my help um, from other areas of the country. And so I just kind of expanded it a little bit more, fine-tuned how I do it. Mm -hmm. And so now, yeah, it's been really great being able to offer those virtual sessions. So it's a little, it's more for the DIY, hands-on, maybe more on a budget and needs some help, doesn't know where to start. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I want to encourage all the mamas out there to follow you and check out your website, even if they're not ready to jump in and commit to a full decluttering job with you. You have some videos that are super helpful. And thank you so much for sharing everything with us. I really appreciate you having me on here because I love talking about decluttering and I love talking about how it ties into your personal finances because that's really your expertise and uh, it's definitely helped me on our path, you know, my family and I. Same, vice versa. Like we were on the financial path and then the decluttering thing came in and so it was just like this beautiful synergy. So, well, thank you so much. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. Oh, mama, I snagged some major takeaways from that conversation, didn't you? I love that we touched on the importance of focusing on yourself and decluttering your things and your spaces for your own sanity and that it's possible that others will come around. I also love the things she's doing with her kids with decluttering and money. There were allowance and savings goals and toy rotations in there. Lots of really great information for all of us moms. While I truly believe you can have it all, notice that Kira and I talked about the importance of taking time for yourself and asking for help when you need it. Seems like there's a common theme during these past few episodes, right? Last but not least, thank you for listening. Before you go, would you do me a favor? First, take a screenshot while you're listening to the show and post it on social media recommending your friends tune in. You can tag me at Happy Healthy Abundance on Facebook or Instagram. And don't be surprised if I share your post and tag you back in my stories. Second, please do share your thoughts about the show. Open up your podcast app, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, or Podchaser, there's an option to leave a review or a comment. Recently, Morg27196 wrote, Very relatable. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The mom in America struggling with money, budget, time, guilt, etc. This podcast is so inspiring. Check it out. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for popping in a review, Morg27196. I am so glad you can relate and that you're inspired. Those are two things that I struggled to find for myself when I was going through our financial journey, and it's a giant part of why I started this show. So, perfect. All right, mamas, post your reviews, and I might just read yours on air next week. 
Again, thank you all for being here with me today. This week, edge a little closer to reaching abundance by just picking one visible area, a small one that you can handle, that bothers you or that you hate looking at because it's a mess. And next weekend, see what progress you can make just by dedicating one hour to that spot. Maybe you put some things in bins, stack books on a shelf, or maybe you just reach out to Kira. Don't forget to check out the show notes at reachingabundance.com where you'll find the links to follow Kira, the downloadable list of kids' money books, more details on FamZoo so you can help your kids actively practice and hone their money skills, and of course, the summary of everything we talked about. Have a wonderful week, Mama. I look forward to talking with you again next time.